0: No
1: purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr.
1: Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. ...confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. Doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a My spirit and my mind are to see and message that i Hallelujah. Receive. You can remain seated. Uh, go to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. And I want you to get down there to verse number 2. Over these last uh, few Wednesdays, the Lord has uh, instructed me to go over some things that were important for us so that we can end the year strong. Say, I must end the year strong. Uh, all right, please understand the way you end a thing determines how you begin a thing. And so, and so you got to end this year praising, you got to end this year worshiping, you got to end this year faithful. Tell your neighbor, so you got to end strong. Because if you end weak and if you end lethargic and all that, then you're going to start 2015 that way. And please understand, the Lord's already told me what 2015 is, that that year is going to represent that calendar year. And and touch, touch, touch your name and say, you must end strong so you can begin stronger. Now now watch this, Genesis 37 and two. Now I I, I want you to look there. Uh, This is the history of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old. Notice verse two begins with the history of uh, Joseph's father, uh, but it says this is his history. When he goes to record the history of Jacob, it does not actually speak about Jacob. It begins to speak about Jacob's favored son. Please understand there are some of your bloodlines that is gonna read just like this. And this is the history of the so-and-so bloodline. It's gonna start with you. Now you're not the beginning of the bloodline, but you through the beginning of the interruption of the dysfunction in your bloodline. It says, this is the history of Jacob, but then it says Joseph. Well, why would it start talking about the history of Jacob and begin with his son Joseph? It's because Joseph was the interruption to the dysfunction in his bloodline. Would you look at your neighbor and say, you don't have a clue who you're sitting next to? It says, this is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Ziphon, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report to them of his father. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Jesus saying, say he was favored. Somebody say he was loved. Now, now, please understand. When you're favored or loved, you didn't necessarily always do something to deserve that. Uh, if, if truth be told, there's certain people that you favor or that you have love toward, and the truth be told, it's not that they necessarily did anything that is deserving of that. You you just love them and that you favor them. Would you touch your neighbor? Say, it's not my fault I'm favored. It's not. That was the wrong neighbor. Try the other one. Say, it's not my fault that I'm favored. Right. Look at verse 4. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably with him. Now, Joseph had a dream. Say he had a dream. Say he had a vision. Say he had desires. He had goals. Now, Now, watch this. And he told it to his brothers, and so they hated him even more. So they hate him, number one, because he's favored. Now they hate him even more because he's favored and he wants to use it. You're not hearing what I'm saying. The reality is is that everybody has been given to gifts and talents and skills and abilities. And the difference between those that succeed in life and those that do not succeed is that they take the favor that they have and the skills and the talents that they have and they do something with it. I wish you'd look at your neighbor and say, you got to use what you got. Got to use what you got. So Joseph says, I'm going to use what I have now. I got a dream, and my dream doesn't involve me being a nobody all my life. My dream doesn't involve me and being broke, busted, and disgusted all my life. My dream doesn't involve me repeating the generational dysfunction of my bloodline all my life. And because of that, his blood brothers hated him for it. Can I tell you that whenever you decide that you're going to be greater than where it is that you've come from, that people are going to sometimes have hatred towards you. But look at your neighbor and say, don't pay them any mind. Don't pay them any mind. Verse 6, so he said to them, please hear this dream, which I've had. He goes on and he tells them uh, the dream. He says, there we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheep arose and also stood it right. And indeed, your sheep stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. And his said to, brother said to him, you shall indeed reign over us. Or shall you have dominion over us. So look at this. You read the next part. So they what? Now check this out. They hated him because of what he was talking about doing. The reality is sometimes when you look at the opposition that comes your way, you're trying to figure out to yourself, why is this opposition? I'm just talking about what I'm doing. I ain't even actually done anything yet. You've got to understand there's a powerful principle, the principle of the decree. The scripture says in the book of Job, it says, when you decree a thing, it shall be established. The word decree there is better translated on decide. When you decide something, it's this established for you, which means the reason some things haven't actually manifested for you yet is because you've been toying with it, but you've not actually decided it. But the moment you decide that I am the curse breaker, and the moment that you decide that I am the hater not to tell, and the moment that you decide I will not be messed up all my life, the moment you decide that, touch your neighbor and say, make a decision. Amen. So look at this. So they hated him even more for his dream, and he's just talking about it. Watch this. Then he dreamed still another dream and said, told it to his brothers and said, look, I dreamed another dream. Now you figure after experiencing the hatred, he'd shut up. But what I discovered about favored people is sometimes they don't know how to shut up because they, wish, because they think everybody else is favored like them. Can I tell you there are people that would pay to have your problems? I, I, I'm going to help somebody tonight. Would you look at your neighbor, shake their hand, say there's people that would pay to have your problem. There are people that would pay to have your issues. They pay to complain about what you complain about. So so watch this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. He dreamed another dream, (laughs) because favorite people think that other people are favored like them, until they talk to him and discover that the favor ain't flawed on them like it's flavoring on you. (laughs) Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I dreamed another dream, but this time the sun and the moon and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers and his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you've had? So your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down before you. And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Go to verse 23. So it came to pass that when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Look, look at me, look at me. His father gave him this coat of many colors, which was a sign of his favor. What they hated about Joseph was the thing that made Joseph distinct and unique. That was the sign of his favor. If you look at the area you attacked the most, that's the area you're probably favored the greatest. All right, watch this. Watch this. Verse 24. Then they took him and cast him into a pit. Say they put him in a pit. And, and the pit was empty and there was no water in it. And they sat down to eat a meal and they lifted up. So listen, listen. They throw their brother into a pit and then they sit down and go to Popeyes. Ain't that how folks. Okay, go to Genesis 49, uh, verse 22. We're going to look at it. I just want to lay the foundation and then we're the going to ride. You ready? Are you ready? Genesis 49, 22. Uh, now, this is Jacob blessing the sons. Now, Jacob's been through a whole lot. I'm going to tell you about what he's been, or excuse me, Joseph's been through a whole lot. Jacob, his father, is getting ready to bless him, so he's getting ready to bless him. Yes. Now, you're learning in the weekend that the blessing has to be spoken before it's seen. Yes. So, Jacob, his father, is getting re- who's also then later named Israel, he's getting ready to bless his son, Joseph. The same son, Joseph, that his brothers sold, put him in a pit, and then sold him into slavery. And, and after all of that, his father is going to get ready to look at him. And look what he says in verse 22. Matter of fact, you read it. One, two, ready, read. He said, Joseph is fruitful. He said, now, his brothers didn't like him, but they couldn't stop his fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. His branches run over the wall. The archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, and hated him. But his vow remained in strength. Would you look at your neighbor and say, I've been through a lot, but I've remained in strength. Can I tell you, you ought to thank God for your enemies more than you do your friends. Because it was your enemies that pointed out to you your strengths and that you got the ability to persevere and survive. I wish you look at your neighbor and say, after everything I've been through, I'm still strong. That was the wrong neighbor. Look at the other one. Say, after everything I've been through, I'm still strong. Uh, Look at this. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God from Jacob. For there is a shepherd, the stone of Israel. Verse 25. But uh, by the God uh, of your father who will help you and by the almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above. Blessings of the deep that lie beneath. Blessings of the breast and the womb. The blessing of your father have excelled the blessing of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph. The same one that brothers put him in a pit. Hate him because of what he was talking about doing. Now take this out. They didn't do it because of what he actually had accomplished. Which means, watch this, watch this. His test came before he actually accomplished what it was he was supposed to accomplish. But, but, I mean, t- touch your neighbor say, you've got to pass this test you're in. Because of what's on the other side. Look at this. Up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills, they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him. Watch this. Who dare to be separate. Okay. (laughs) Who dare to be separate. Some of y'all scared you. I whispering to him. I'm I'm determining whether or not I should release this or just take the offering. Who dared to be different. Who dared to be separate. You missed it. And the crown was on the head of him who didn't mind being by himself Amen. Thank you for coming tonight. We praise God for you tonight. Amen. The welcome team's coming at this time because I I ain't finna do this if if y'all ain't ready to receive this. (laughs) Church of your neighbor, say, in the time you're in in, and the the season you're in, stop looking for the crowd. All right. All right, all right. We'll see how far we get. We'll see how far we get. Watch this. Uh, Life is a plethora of experiences, and most of what we call uh, the negative experiences in life uh, also have a beautiful side. There are instances and experiences that we have in life that are beautiful. Anybody ever had some beautiful experiences in life? You you look and say, "Wow, that's awesome. Wow, what a blessing. Wow, how great that is." But then there is another part of life. This is the part of life that perhaps your neighbor is in right now. This is the part of life where it's not so beautiful. In fact, it's not that great at all. In fact the most accurate word that could be used to describe the situations and circumstances uh, and vicissitudes that they are dealing with now wouldn't be beautiful. It wouldn't be even favorable. Now take this out. It was not Joseph's fault that he was favored by his father. He didn't do anything to earn that favor. He didn't, he didn't go out of his way to earn that favor. When his daddy looked at him, he said, I just love this boy and I favor this boy. It is the same way that God looks at you. When God looks at you, when you be told, you ain't really done anything that deserves you being favored. It's just when he looks at you, he says I love that girl I love that boy I love that man I love that woman and there's something about them that makes me move heaven and earth and everything beneath the earth for them is there any witnesses in here that can say you know what I know I'm favored because some of the stuff I've been through I should be dead and gone but somehow some way God moved heaven hell earth and everything beneath the earth for my favor that's how you didn't die from that overdose that's why you didn't commit suicide that's why that car accident didn't take you baby you you're favored. High five. Somebody say, I'm favored. Now watch this. It was not Joseph's fault that he had a dream that didn't involve him being a nobody all of his life. If I had time, I would tell you about his father, uh, Jacob. You know Jacob because Jacob's name means supplanter. Uh, Jacob's name uh, is very interesting because Jacob uh, was the younger brother uh, to e- uh, Esau. And please understand, you know the story of Jacob, and I'm going to get into this on New Year's Eve, so I'm not going to touch it too much uh, tonight. Touch your neighbor say, do not miss New Year's Eve. If you miss New Year's Eve, I want to know who your Drano dealer is because you've been drinking way too much. Drano. Okay, watch this. <laughs> watch this. Please understand. Uh, J- Jacob, uh, matter of fact, but I'm going to just release a little bit so that the remnants of it are in this atmosphere. Please understand. Uh, Jacob desired Rachel, but he gets tricked into getting Leah. Leah, uh, whose name means weary. She was tired. Somebody says he was tired. Now this is Joseph's daddy. Joseph's daddy was a trickster. He was a supplanter and he goes to his uncle Laban and says Uncle Laban, hey listen, I want that daughter of yours, Rachel. Laban tricks him and he gives him Leah instead. He works for seven years to get what it was watch this, that he did not actually want. He thought he was working to get one thing to only get to the end of that thing to discover that this isn't what I was working for. Have you ever put in work and effort and something to get to the end of it and say what the heaven is this? I didn't know I was working these seven years to get this. I didn't know that i was have you ever invested in something or somebody or a situation and put in effort to only look at it and say what in the world is going on with this so he works for seven years and then he gets leah and leah's tired she's weary that's literally what the name leah means it's weary and tired but laban says listen you know i can't give you the young uh, the younger daughter first i got to give you the older daughter so work for me another seven years and then i'm going to give you what it is that you actually want i'm going to give you rachel So let me just release a little bit tonight that's going to carry through to New Year's Eve. Jacob had to work for 14 years. And at the end of 14 years, he finally got paid for what he worked for. Uh, In case you can't count, we're almost at the end of the 14th year. Touch your neighbor. Say, you better be here for New Year's Eve. You better not miss New Year's Eve because Laban owes you. (laughs) Uh, Be seated. Be seated. (laughs) Now, don't miss it. Touch your neighbor. Say, Laban owes me. And I'm finna get paid. now watch this, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob ja- I talk more about Jacob, he was deceitful and all, and he swindled Esau out of his birthright and he uh, d- d- deceived Isaac and all of this, he had all of these family issues and he feels feared that his brother was going to uh, 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 kill him and all of that and, and then we understand that Jacob is left alone, this trickster, this pimp this player, this gangster, this harlot is left alone with God in Genesis chapter 32 and he's left alone to deal with himself and God, please understand there are times in your life where God will run away the people from around you and say listen I need to deal with you because while you got them fooled you don't have me fooled and I need to have some conversations with you about you. Touch your neighbor say God's been dealing with you about yourself. That's why sometimes you don't even want to be around other people. And and, and watch this. Here's the unique quandary. Sometimes you want to be around other people to distract yourself from having to be with you because you know that when you get with you, all of a sudden God is getting ready to start having a conversation with you. So it's easier to Facebook and tweet and get on the phone all day rather than actually deal with you because you know when you're driving down the street in that car by yourself, God's getting ready to say, come here, I need to talk to you. Touch your neighbor, say, God's been dealing with you. That's why you've been waking up in the middle of the night trying to figure out, I can't know why, I don't know why I'm not sleeping. It's because the Holy Ghost is saying, get up from here because I need to talk to you because you are not going to repeat 2014 in 2015. You better end strong so you can. touch yeah. your neighbor and say, God's been talking to me about myself. And here's how you know it's God dealing with you. God's not going to tell you, so-and-so did you wrong, so-and-so did you wrong. God's going to say, no, you did this and this and that. I don't want to hear you blaming nobody else. I don't want to hear you blaming anybody else for your life. I want you to take some responsibility. Would you have 5 your neighbor and say, he's been dealing with you about you. So, so watch this. Jacob, 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 Jacob eventually has, he, he has Leah, he has Rachel, and then he has this son, Joseph. Say Joseph. Now Joseph now, is the son of Rachel now Rachel means pure out of something pure Joseph is produced I got eight minutes y'all gonna come on with me now watch this I've talked to this before names are important to the Hebrew culture because it spoke to the destiny of a thing and I always encourage you if you've never heard me say this please do this you need to know what your name means because every time somebody calls your name they are calling more than your name they are calling something into existence which is why whenever God wanted to change somebody's future, he changed their name. So watch this. God used uh, jo- uh, 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 um, Joshua's man of God to change his name from Hoshea to Joshua so that it changed the destiny and the trajectory of his life. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. He changed Abram to Abraham to change the trajectory of his life. He changed Paul from Saul to change the trajectory of his life. Paul wasn't Paul's name all the time. God changed it because, watch this, because Paul was anointed to go and reach the Gentiles. Please understand, he couldn't have a Hebrew name to go reach the Gentiles. So his name was Saul or Shaul in Hebrew. But God said, listen, I need you to go reach some folk that ain't quite church, that ain't going to quite shop the way church folk do. So I can't go, you can't go in there as as Saul or Shaul. You got to go in there as Paul so that you look like them because if you become many things to me... If you'll become all things to all men, you might reach some, but I need... Are you still here? Yes. Tell your name and say, figure out what your name means. Your name. Every time somebody calls your name, they are speaking something. They are speaking to the trajectory and the future of your life. Now, now check this out. Now, now check this out. Uh, Jacob makes a parenting mistake and shows favoritism to Joseph, and he gets him a multicolored Hugo Boss jacket. <laughs> or whatever particular designer of your choice. Tell your name and say, the jacket was nice. Now, he, he gets him this nice jacket, and when he gets him this nice jacket, his brothers hate him. They're like, well, why you didn't get us a jacket? You know how folk do. That's why some of y'all now, right now in Christmas time, let me tell you, don't fall into the trap of feeling like you got to make sure that you, you do equal for equal. Some of y'all right now, you trying to figure out how, you got some kids that's good, do what they told and mind you. And you, and you already got this stuff because you've been thinking about it. But the kids that don't mind you, well, I don't want them to be jealous. Well, they should mind. You got Susan Moore. Sure, did. Susan sits down when I say, sit down. And she stands up when I say, stand up. <laughs> now, 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 look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Jacob, or excuse me, Joseph's brothers, he tells him this dream. to hate him. He tells him another dream. to hate him. He, he starts off with this jacket. to hate him. They hate him so much that they figure the only thing they can do is throw him into a pit. And in the pit, it's pitiful. You know how you are when you're in a pit. Woe is me. Life is so bad. God, why are you doing this to me? Lord, I know I'm not perfect, but I've sure been faithful. Lord, what? Come on, let's be honest. When you're in a pit, you know how we are. Like, this is so horrible. You, even walk, you change your countenance. You go on to work. And you have your pity party. Come on, let's be honest. Because when you're in a pit, we often act pitiful. And we often want pity. And then you play the passive aggressive game with people. What's wrong? Nothing. <sighs> well, if nothing's wrong, I need you to stop all of the extra. <laughs> Touch your neighbor say, but today, but today, I speak you out of your pit. You pit. that this. Yes. He's in a pit, and from that pit, he ends up getting sold into slavery. But when he gets sold into slavery, he goes and eventually makes his way. Genesis 39 and verses 2 through 4, I'm just going to go through it real quick because i got limited time. The Lord was with Joseph, and he, he ends up in-, in this man named Potiphar's house. Say Potiphar. Now, take this out. Pontifer was no regular man. He was an officer of Pharaoh. He was the captain of the guard for uh, Pharaoh. Now, take this out. Verse 2 of chapter 39. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. Now, wait a minute. This is a man that's hated by his brothers. He has a pitiful start. That's why you can't judge the end by the beginning. I'm here to tell somebody, it may not look good now, but don't you dare judge the ending by how it starts. That's why the scripture says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. It may look horrible now, but I'm here to tell you, if you'll remain faithful, I think I've got some witnesses in the house. Won't God turn that thing around for your favor? So now watch this. Stick with me. So watch this now. Look at what this verse says. Now, he's a slave. He goes from a pit. He goes to slavery. He's a slave. Somebody say slave. Slave. But look at what the Bible says about him. You read it. Verse 2. is a slave who's there because his brothers hated him and put him in a pit how do you describe this man as successful how do you say that the Lord is with that man I'm going to tell somebody that you thought the Lord wasn't with you because you were in a pit You thought the Lord wasn't with you because you were in some tough circumstances. But if you read the verse for yourself, in Joseph's worst moment, the Bible says the Lord was with him. And he was a successful man. I wish you'd have somebody say, the Lord is with you. Tell them, say, the Lord is with you. And success is upon you. Now, Bishop, how do you describe him as successful? Because God doesn't describe success as houses and cars and this and that and this and that. Now, there's nothing wrong with houses and cars and this and that. God describes success as doing what you were created to do. And so watch this, watch this, whenever you're doing what you were created to do, then God looks at you and says, that's a success. He looks and says, for this reason that I send such and such. And so because they're doing that, they're successful in that. Check this out. You could actually be successful according to the world standards, but not be successful according to God's standards. Because God says, while you're making paper, you're not making purpose. And while you got a plan, your plan is not my purpose. And so God can look at your life and say, you know what? I know you're happy, but I'm not because I didn't send you here to do that. Uh, The Lord was with Joseph, so he was with him. And he was a successful man. Look at verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Now, wait a minute. How does an Egyptian who is a pagan who does not... Now, notice, Lord here is in all caps, which means what? His covenant name, which is God's actual name. God is not God's. It's a sixth century. Okay. Actually, Germanic term, but that's okay. I try to say it the same way every time, so then when I ask you like this, then you'll know it. So that's okay. I'm going to do it one more time. Rewind. So God is not God's name. God is a sixth-century Germanic term from the word Gudam, which is a title. It is not a name. So, and his master saw that Yadhe Wavhe, Yahweh in Hebrew, Jehovah in English, the name. Now, how does this pagan who doesn't worship the name know that the name is with Joseph? That's why it's people you work with that every time you tell them about church, they don't want to hear nothing you got to say. But even they know that the Lord is with you. That's why they act different when you walk around. That's why they won't speak in profanity when you're around. That's why they change their posture, change the way they move when you're around. Because even they know the Lord is with you. If they know that the Lord is with you, why don't you know that yourself? And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord, watch this, made all he did prosper. He's a slave who's there because his brothers hated him and betrayed him and put him in a pit. But the Bible says the Lord made him prosper. Amen, lights. Verse 4. All right, so you finna work. Read. Wait a minute. So Joseph finds favor with somebody that doesn't know God. Ain't trying to know God. Ain't coming to Wednesday night live. Ain't coming Sunday at 9.15, 11.15 or at live.harvestcc.me. But he finds favor with the man. So the man looks at him and say, I could put any of my Egyptian servants above you because we don't believe the same. But I'm going to make you the overseer. The bishop of my house. And everything I own, Joseph, is under your... Now, you're a slave. Let me help somebody. You living with somebody else. You renting. You, You ain't paid the car off yet. I'm trying to talk to somebody tonight. You still got debts you're trying to pay off. But the Lord is still... God I wish I had somebody in here just your neighbor say I know it's not all perfect right now but the Lord is still with me that was the wrong neighbor just the other one say I know there's some room for improvement but the Lord is still with me Joseph is a slave but the Lord favors him you might be in bankruptcy but the Lord is still favoring you you might have lost Say he's still favoring me. <laughs> Watch this. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer, ruler, bishop over his house. And all that, uh, that he had he put under or subject to his authority. Look, look at this, verse 5. So it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house and all he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Wait a minute. This pagan who doesn't worship the name honor somebody that worships the name so the lord says well you don't know me but because you know him i'm gonna bless you there's some environments you've been sent into and the reason you're there is so that the blessing had a legal right to be there because the blessing can't be on somebody that doesn't believe the blessing can't be on a company that doesn't believe that's why you had to get hired so you can step in so that the blessing had a So it was, that from the time he made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptians' house. Watch this. For Joseph's sake. He said, you're going to be taking care of Joe, so I need, I, I'm going to need it right for Joe. Which means you're going to have to let Joe off on Wednesdays and Sundays because I... You, you're going to have to ABC. Because you, you, this is for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and the field. Now check this out. A pagan's not entitled to the blessing. By pagan, just means somebody that does not worship the name. They're not. In fact, it's illegal for them to even lay any claim to it, except that somebody that is entitled to it has it. Okay. No. 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 touch your neighbor. And say, but. but we have a problem that happens here, um, because if you get down to verse number, mm, go down to verse number. Uh, well, I'll just tell you what happened. Potiphar's wife looks at Joe and says, "Hey." Well, that girl say, how you doing? <laughs> and Joseph was like, ain't nobody got time for that. I'm here handling business. I'm going to accomplish more than just a relationship in my life. So I'm here to do more than just that. That's nice. It's what you want, Miss Potiphar's wife. But I want more than just that in my life. So you ain't finna trip me up. Mm-mm. No. There's any And so, so. Here's what she does. She's like, oh, you don't want to be with me, Joe? I hate you. And he was like, my brothers do too. I, I really don't understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that supposed to hurt my feelings? See, sometimes when folk cuss you out and say nasty things to you, you got to be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's really unfortunate for you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Doesn't ever say say next. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this. So Potiphar's wife is like, "Oh, you don't want you don't want." She was like, "Well, just come, just let's, let's have a little fun, real quick." He's like, "No, what don't you understand? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?" He says, "No." So when he's leaving, she grabs his a garment from him. She grabs it off. It was probably his prayer shawl as a Hebrew. She grabs it off of him and says, "Oh, I got you." So she shows the garment and she goes and she lies on Joseph. This blessed, favored, successful man. So here's what you need to know about favor and the blessing and success. It will attract Potiphar's wives. (laughs) I just want to be successful and blessed. Okay. Amen. You just need to know that Potiphar's wife so she grabs this thing, and she, and she goes, and she lies on Jacob. She makes something up. She, uh, uh, Joseph, rather. She lies on him. She says, Joseph came in here? And Joseph was like, come on, girl. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I love my husband. We've been together, and we are making it work. I love my husband. Here's his clothes, see? Potiphar gets mad. You know what, Pontiffer does? He says, Listen, Joe, come on now. I favored you. I blessed you. Joe was like, You really? Her? Huh? Now, you and I both know I ain't the first one she tried that with. These, uh, you know, different people are not loyal. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, watch this. <laughs> watch this. Watch this. So guess what happens? Look, look look, look here. Verse 20 of chapter 39. Y'all alright? Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. He's now in prison. He went from a pit to a slave to prison. Cause he's favored. It wasn't that he, because he was hated that he went through it. It's because he was favored that he went through it. I'm here to tell somebody you've been miscalculating what you're going through. It may not be because God is mad. It could be because you're favored. I wish you'd look at your neighbor and say you are favored. You are favored. All right, watch this, watch this. Those masters took him and put him in prison. But look at this: a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. Wait a minute. Look at this. Look at this. Look at y'all. Well, I know you're listening <laughs> because you ain't saying nothing. <laughs> He's in prison, but he didn't go to Arapahoe County, <laughs> he didn't go to Denver County. He maybe had to say something about what they, how they treated him later. He goes to Pharaoh's prison. Pharaoh's prison was a whole nother kind of experience. (sighs) Now, let me just move. Yes, sir. Okay, move. Let me just move on. (laughs) Let me just move on. In other words, Bishop, what does that mean for my life? There's some stuff you went through that was rough, but truth be told, it was much nicer than the average rough. I'm going to say that again. There's some stuff you go through that while it was rough, it was much nicer than the average person's rough. Yeah. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? You maybe had to take some financial cutbacks, but the truth be told is it looks like you got more now than you ever had. And it, So while it was rough, it's nicer than the average rough. Would you touch your neighbor and say, it may have been rough, but it was nicer than the average rough. He went to prison, but he went to the nice one. You may catch the bus, but you're catching the nice route. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. You maybe had some drama, but it was able to stay to where it didn't get all of this and all of that and all of that. Ah, All right, watch this. Look, verse 21. Now, I want you to read this. And if this doesn't excite you, hey, you know what? God bless you. Verse 21. Ready, read. His daddy gives a coat. His brothers hate him. He tells him a dream. His brothers hate him. He tells him another dream. His brothers really hate him. His brothers put him in a pit. From that pit, he becomes a slave. From that slave, he becomes the overseer of the captain of the guard for Pharaoh. From there, he goes into prison. But the Bible says the Lord was still with him. I'm here to tell somebody, I don't care how rough it looks, God is still with you. But look at this next part, and showed him mercy. Mercy is when God stops happening what should be the natural course of action. So you know, um, um, so in prison, you know he, should, you know maybe would have had some rough times. But the Lord shows him mercy, which means what naturally happens to people in that circumstance didn't happen to him. People who got what the doctor said to you, normally it doesn't go the course that it goes for other people. But for you, people who go through the same things you go through, it, touch a neighbor and say, he gave, me he gave me mercy. His mercy means he was blocking and he was stopping the natural course of events from happening. Hallelujah. And he gave them favor. He gives them mercy and favor in the sight of the warden of the prison. He's in prison but he's favored. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's well, well, this, what's this? Verse 22. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands all the prisoners that were in prison. Whatever they did there was his doing. The warden says, the name is with you. And God has given you mercy. Because what we naturally do to the new guys and to this and to that and to this and to that and to this, we ain't, no, we ain't doing none of that to you. While it's rough, it's going to be nice for you. And Joseph, you're so favored, i tell you what. Here go the keys. You run the place. He's a prisoner, but he runs the place. You could be in the middle of a worst situation of your life, and then God will favor you with somebody, throw you some keys and say... Run the place oh, oh, <laughs> verse, verse 23. The keeper of the prison, look, look at how much this wimp did not check behind Joseph. He did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Why? Because the name was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. That, that's, that's how when you, when you add up the numbers, it really doesn't make sense sometimes how. Am I talking to anybody? Sometimes when you look at your finances, it's like, how in the world? But, but the name is with you. It, you're trying to figure out how did this happen? How did this happen? How, how, I, how is it that I made less this year than I did last year, but yet I have more same now than I ever did before? How is it because the, touch your neighbor, say, the, name is the name is with you? And he made him what? Prosper. Everything he did, he made it prosper. Now, here's what you need to know about Joseph, and, I, and, I, and I'm through. I said I had eight minutes. Those were preaching minutes. So I really have six. <laughs> preaching minutes are different than normal minutes. You have to, you have to know your Bible. Come on. <laughs> Joseph, write this down. If you're taking notes, if you're not taking notes, just, you know, just look down or something. Joseph's name means the Lord continually increases. Joseph's name means the Lord continually increases. (laughs) Now, why is continually important? Because in the pit, the Lord increased him. As a slave, the Lord increased him. In prison, the Lord increased him. Touch your neighbor and say, the Lord is continually increasing you. Now, despite all of what his brothers did to him, they couldn't stop what his future was. Amen. Just like you. Now, watch this. Watch this, but I want to deal with this. Y- y'all, y'all let me have these five minutes. Yes, Amen. Watch this. Betrayal is the breaking or violation of a presumptive contract, trust, or confidence that produces moral and psychological conflict within a relationship amongst individuals, between organizations, or between individuals and organizations. Jacob, or excuse me, Joseph, his entire life is betrayal after betrayal after betrayal after betrayal. Now, Bishop, why is that important to understand? Because you can't be betrayed by an enemy. You can only be betrayed by someone you trust. And betrayal is no, normally motivated by envy. And envy will eat you up. Now, watch this. Most betrayers don't realize they're betrayers. And they're confused because they've been betrayed before, and so they subconsciously want others to feel what they felt. But here's what you need to know. Betrayal occurs during defining moments. His brother betrayed him. He goes to a pit. The pit was his pathway to Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife betrays him. That betrayal is the pathway to the prison. He becomes warden over the prison, which gives him the pathway now because the next move in, that God does in his life is the move that blows everybody away. <laughs> now, watch this. Watch this. Uh, the bigger the dream, give me some sweetener. sweetening for me. The bigger the dream, the bigger the betrayal. When someone is a betrayer, it's followed by lies and then people that believe them. it's quiet in this church I sure am <laughs> what's this despite the family trouble uh, the money problems uh, all of the things he went through what is so interesting about Joseph is you don't see him spending any time, now maybe he did it but you don't see him spending any time bitter you don't, you, you don't see him spending any time. That's so wrong how she did me. That's so wrong how my brothers did me. Doesn't anybody say, nobody got time for that? Yeah. Now, as we're ending this year, it's so important, the way you end the thing, where you begin a thing. If you end this year full of bitterness, somebody tweeting, full of bitterness, and all that, we didn't mute it. <laughs> Amen. Uh, make sure y'all meet me for y'all okay watch this watch this this? if you end the year mad at at the brothers at the pit at Potiphar's wife if you and then we're going to look at the end of this in just a minute because Joseph gets betrayed again because while he's in prison a dream needs interpretation and he tells one of the guys if I do this for you don't forget me the guy forgets him So he has to stay in prison because who said would get him out left him when he got out. Hmm. Touch your neighbor. Matter of fact, don't touch your neighbor. Touch you. Say, I must end this year year free free of bitterness bitterness, from any betrayal, betrayal, pain, pain or hurt hurt I've experienced. experienced. It's some stuff you got to get over. The scripture says God is the alpha and the omega. Now, here's how it works. Uh, please understand. God starts at omega and walks back to alpha. You and I are walking from alpha to omega. Here's the point, Bishop. There are some things you just needed to walk through. Watch this. Scripture says, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. So check this out. Whatever you've gone through this year, God thought you through it. Somebody's going to get it. Whatever you're going through this year, God has fought you through it. He says, I know what I think about you. And the reason you didn't die in that pit is I thought you out that pit. Now, 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 now check this out. Check, check, check this out. Uh, uh, say, I was born for such a time as this. Every time it looked like Joseph was declining. He was being set up to do his name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whenever you see decline in anything, anywhere, in your life, anywhere, rather than looking at it and saying, oh, my God, what's wrong? You need to look at it and say, Joseph, yes, sir. the Lord continually increases me. But what does it normally start out at? Betrayal. Decline. A pit. A lie. A this or that. Let's say the Lord, the Lord. Is continually, is continually increasing, increasing me. me. Say it like you believe it. Say the Lord, the Lord is continually, continually increasing me. me. Can, 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 I, can I borrow some extra time? Because get this here. Now, now here's what you need to understand about the pit. Because each of those situations, while they were not a physical pit. They, 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 they were symbolic. Check this out. Uh, the pit is pitiful. It's hurt, shame. There are vipers in the pit. You know what vipers do? They hiss. When you're in a pit, you got to be careful who you listen to. Because you will often, the enemy, if he wants to get you to curse yourself, he'll send it on two legs. If God wants you to walk on a blessing, he'll send it on two legs. The difference between seasons is a person. It's quiet in here. What are you trying to say? In the pit, there's vipers down there, and the vipers hiss. They tell they, 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 they're secrets and conversations. The testimony say, Be careful right now. Because you, you can actually get somebody to co sign to your rebellion and to co sign to your disobedience. Because when you're in the pit, you don't want to press. I think I got a few witnesses here. And they'll tell you, you ain't got to go to church. Just take a break. You're going through a lot. Come on, y'all be, y'all come on, don't be looking. Denver, I, I got your number now, Denver. I, been, I learned you. I got your number. You don't need to go to church. No, you don't really need to be doing all that right now. You don't need to be doing all that right now. Because you're in the pit, and the vipers are down there. The pit vipers, see, that's where they're at. They're in the pit. And they're telling you, hey, you know what? Who cares about being faithful? Who cares, man? You ain't got to do all that. Don't take all of that. Look, you did all of that and you in the pit. But what they don't know is the purpose of the pit was to prove Joseph. Wherever there is a problem, it is an announcement that there is a promise. Which means don't look and say, well, Being faithful got me in this pit, so I'm going to stop being faithful. No, being faithful is not what got you out of the pit. It's what paid for you to get out of it before you ever got into it. How do I know I'm coming out of it? Because I got seed in the ground. And before I ever found myself in the pit, I had my... All right, right, now now, now, now take this out. When you're in the pit, don't ask why me, ask what next. I taught this for eight years. Well, beyond that, but to harvest for eight years. Say what next. Oh, Lord, I won't get... What do no. what, what I got to do now? Next! Amen. What's time to do now? Because watch this. Watch this. H- here's the trip. His brothers hate him. He's in a pit. He goes to Potiphar's house. He's a slave. Listen to this. The way the Bible reads, you think it was like a few days, a couple years. He worked for Potiphar for 10 years as a slave. <laughs> Why is it taking so long, Bishop? Because you keep asking the wrong question. You haven't learned yet. Did it have to take 10 years, Bishop? No. Doesn't say it doesn't have to take God long? There, there, there's some stuff you're like, well, in 2025, no. Doesn't anybody say it won't take that long? Take that long. Say, not not say not for you. Say not for us. Watch <laughs> this? He's there for 10 years and he's loyal, even though he's betrayed. He never, watch this? By the end of it, let what happened to him get in him. Now, now check this out. Check this out. While he was in these pit experiences, because part of his house was a pit, slavery was a pit, his brothers putting him in the pit was a pit. Check this out. What was God doing? Say, what was God doing, Bishop? Bishop? He took him to school. He he, He went to CU. Character University. Bishop, how do you know that? Because the text doesn't say this explicitly. But what did Joseph think his brothers were going to do when he walked up to him and said, hey, you're going to serve me one day, and you're going to bow down to me. Isn't that a great dream? It's quiet in here. I don't hear nobody saying nothing. Did he actually think his brothers were going to be like, wow, that's so exciting. So when do we start bowing? Wow, this is great. What are you trying to say? I wonder if part of Joseph when he started might have been. The Bible doesn't say it. This is conjecture. I wonder if he was a little arrogant. I wonder if he was a little prideful. I doesn't explicitly say it. But I wonder, when he was talking to Potiphar's wife, what he said to her. Like, did he say she was, I don't know, <laughs> different things? <laughs> Amen. I, I, I wonder what he said. I wonder if he insulted her. Okay, this is what to say? I wonder if Joseph needed to go through character university because God knew that at the end of all of this pit he was going to raise him up. And for him to be raised up, he couldn't act that way there like he did with his brothers when he started. Sometimes we confuse confidence with arrogance. Arrogance, here, arrogance, A, it always has to announce itself. Confidence is seen by itself. Arrogance says, I'm humble. <laughs> you're the most prideful joker ever. Confidence just does it. But what are you trying to say? Whatever pit you're in, you need to suck every lesson up out of it. Amen. Amen. Say every lesson. Every lesson. Of, every of every circumstance. I'm currently in. I'm currently in. I must extract Watch this. Y- y'all ready for the best part? Yes, Here it is. Let's close it. Here we go. Genesis 45. He's in prison, Joseph is. And Joseph has this gift of dream interpretation. Now, it's interesting. If I had time, if you were Bible college, I would teach you like this. I would, I would give you some of the hermeneutical uh, inferences that are there in the sacred writ that would help us to uh, expostulate the principles that are laid there. In the text, because uh, it's interesting, since Joseph had the ability to interpret dreams, he had the interpret the ability then to look at people and see past what they said. Which is significant because Paul said, because of the great revelation he had, that he was given a thorn in his flesh to buffet him so that he wouldn't get arrogant which suggests to me that if the parallels uh, hold true from any hermeneutical standpoint, that perhaps the reason Joseph had to go through some of his pits was so that he had something in his side that kept him going to God. Could it be that there are certain problems that God says, I'm not taking that because if I take that, I ain't going to see your church no more. I'm not taking that because if I take that, you ain't going to pray no more. What do you do when he doesn't take it? What do you do when he doesn't fix it? And his response to you asking is no. Okay, y'all. y'all. Okay, see, but that, see, I was too heavy. I should just, let's come back up here. Let's come on back up here. Here it is, Genesis 45. Now, he's in prison, and, uh, and, and he ends up interpreting somebody's dream. Say he interprets the dream. He tells the guy, he says, and I'm just giving you the Notes version. You can get the full version from before. Uh, He tells the guy, don't forget me when when you get out there. You know what happened. He forgot him. And when he forgets him, he goes back. And when he goes back, uh, or when uh, 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 Joseph finally gets an opportunity, he interprets Pharaoh's dream. Now, check this out. He never would have been able to interpret Pharaoh's dream except the fact that he was thrown into Pharaoh's prison. Which means the prison had a purpose. The pit had a purpose. If there are certain things you look back over your life, had A not happened, you wouldn't have done B. Had so-and-so not done this and that, you wouldn't have done this and that. Had this and that not happened, you wouldn't have done that. There are certain things that you have to look back and say, you're going to be like the psalmist. It was good that I was afflicted. All right, watch this. Watch this. So here we are, Genesis 45, verse 1. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those that stood before him. Now, at this point, uh, uh, Joseph, rather, has the Pharaoh listens to him interpret his dream. And when the Pharaoh listens to him interpret his dream, he's like, Ain't nobody like Joseph. Watch this. Pharaoh's like, Where have you been all this time? Oh, he was in school. You're not hearing me. It, it's some stuff you're going to show up in, and they're going to be like, Where in the world have you been all this time? He's going to show up. Now, now, watch this. Pharaoh's like, Listen, this guy. Incredible, you just interpret it, but this isn't this is good stuff, this is phenomenal. Wow, wow, give me some of your CDs. (laughs) You do this every Sunday and Wednesday, and they won't invite nobody to the party. You do this every time, all the time. Oh, excuse me, whoops. (laughs) And so, he's like, This guy's incredible. Where you been all the time? He says, Joseph, I tell you what, you are. Touch your neighbor and say, you're on your way. <laughs> Pharaoh looks at him. He's like, you're on your way. i tell you what I'm going to do for you. I, listen, he says it like this. He says, in case Joseph didn't know, I am Pharaoh. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> coming to America when he's singing. <laughs> He's like, I am Pharaoh. And he says, there's nobody greater than me in the whole land. He said, now, I'm telling you that to tell you this. I just decided I like you. I don't serve your God, but he must be God because after all you've been through. So I tell you what, Joseph, I'm promoting you. And you're going to be the prime minister. What? And he says, I tell you what, Joseph, when anybody sees you, they're going to bow the knee to you just as if it's me that they see. And everybody in the entire realm of Egypt will have to honor you, Joseph, as if you are the Pharaoh. He said, whatever you say from this point forward, it's the law. Watch this. He gives him a signet ring, which represents his authority. This is the origin for for my uh, theologians in the room. This is the origin of the bishopric or the office of the bishop. Because remember, Joseph had been overseer of Potiphar's house. So now Pharaoh's making him overseer over the entire realm. What does he do? He gives him a ring, a signet ring, which represents the Pharaoh's authority. He gives him robes of linen that he's to wear, and then he gives him a cross of gold. There it is, Genesis 41, 42. Got it? And he clothed him with garments of fine linen, put a gold chain around his neck. He said, I make you the bishop. And now, where we're at in Genesis 45, those same brothers, That back then didn't want him, but now he hot, they all up on him. Genesis 45, verse 1. Now, Jacob's like, y'all got to go to Egypt because we're running out of food. There's no more food. So y'all are going to have to go ask for some favor from these Egyptians because we're running out of food. Who do they have to go make their petition to? The overseer the prime minister. Now, Joseph has an opportunity to say, Benjamin, oh, that's you. You remember that pit you threw me in way back then? You ain't eating nothing. Give me another sandwich. I mean, he could have ate in front of them. He, he, he could have he really, he could have made their lives, literally, literally, he could have made their lives a living Gehenna. Gehenna is a Greek word for hell. He he could have made it really bad. But look at Genesis, Genesis and and this is where we shout. You ready to shout? Genesis 45, verse 1. Then Joseph couldn't restrain himself before all those who stood before him, and he cried out, make everybody leave the room. Joseph got emotional when he came face to face with the people that tried to hurt him but were responsible for his success. And he cried out, make everybody get away from me. So nobody stood with Joseph for a while. Uh, uh, no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. He said, "Do you know who I am?" I said, "You probably don't." Last time you saw me, you were telling me how much you hated me and you put me in a pit. That's the last thing you remember seeing. Me. And then you lied to Daddy about what happened. That's the last time you remember seeing me. Lots happened over the last few years. As you can see, I'm running things around here. I know you are used to seeing me this clean. (laughs) Some people are going to see you in 15. And the Holy Ghost is going to make you run into them in the mall, at the store. And you ain't going to be able to avoid them. He's going to make you run into them. Last time you saw me, you give me a ride. I own the dealership now. Y'all ain't got no faith in here. All right. Verse 2. And he wept aloud. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Joseph's crying like, oh, my God. He's crying. Verse 3. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. (laughs) I like it. I like the Bible. Because they, like, say stuff like, really? (laughs) I am Joseph. (laughs) I am the one who the Lord continues to increase and somebody tonight you need to look at everything that's been trying to discourage you and you need to stand flat-footed and say I am Joseph I am the one who the Lord continues to increase look at every problem look at every obstacle look at every pit and tell them I somebody shout I am Joseph He said, I am the one who the Lord continues to increase. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him. For they were dismayed in his presence. They're like, watch this. Come on, connect to the worship. It didn't work? (laughs) Shout yourself. Yes, sir, I will. (laughs) This is for me. You ain't got to say nothing. They're dismayed because they're looking at him like, I thought you told me he was dead. I thought you was supposed to be the one to kill him. I thought y'all was the one. Y'all said, y'all, I thought that was really going to take him out. But didn't work. They're dismayed because they can't figure out how their best shot didn't work. All right, that's fine. Somebody's going to get somebody online. Apparently, this is for them. Look at this. Look, Verse 4. And Joseph said to his brothers, come here. So they came. You know why they had to come? Because before, they, they could disobey. Before, they could rebel. This time when he said, come here, if they didn't come here, that would have been the end of their lives. So this time, Job, because he's prime minister, so he's got a big seat. You know, he's got a bigger chair than the rest of everybody. he got a bigger chair. He's like, come here. Said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Prime Minister. Yes, sir. <laughs> but so what are you trying to tell me? What used to give you hell? You're going to be commanded and given instructions. Right. And Joseph said, come here. He said... <laughs> I am Joseph, and then he says, let me remind you, your brother, whom you sold in Egypt. He said, you do remember doing that, don't you? But look at this. Look at this. Now, this is for God, if you don't shout, I tell you. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. <laughs> but now, don't be grieved or angry with yourself. Because you sold me. God sent me before you to save your life. See, some of you are the pioneers in your bloodline. You're the first Christians in your bloodline. You're the first ones that serve God the way you do, you're the first ones that pray the way you do. And so you had to go ahead of them. At he says, God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. King James says, your life. Verse 6. For these two years there's been famine in the land. There's still five years in which there'll be no implying or harvest. Verse 7. And God sent me here to preserve a posterity or a remnant for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now, watch this. This is where you shout, it was not you who sent me here. <laughs> but God My God, today, and He made me watch this—a spiritual father to Pharaoh, and Lord over all his house, and ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. He said, "Hurry up, go get Daddy." He says, "And tell him Joseph's here, and come down, and don't wait." Now, 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 now watch this. Y- y'all still here? Uh, all right. Watch this. <laughs> okay. I just got to give you the best part. I gotta cut through all of the all of the all the fact and give you the best part. Uh J- J- Genesis uh, 48, we're done. Somebody say we're done. We're done. But I just gotta get the best part. Yeah. Can I give you the best part? Yes, sir. Genesis 48, verse 13. Now, jo- Joseph says, he says, y- you meant this for my evil. Yes. Yes, he-, he said. He really thought it was going to hurt me. He said, he said well, let me tell you something. You must not know about me. Let me declare it for our house. You must not know about the V. Harvest with the V. You must not know about the V. Because whatever you mean for evil, okay, tell me what your neighbor say, turn it for your good. Here it is, Genesis 48. Joseph has two sons while he's in Egypt, and he takes them before his father. His daddy comes. Jacob comes. Jacob's like, my son. He's like, I know, I know. You thought they got me too, daddy. I know. It was rough. I know. It was rough. I mean, it was crazy how they did that. I know they lied to you. I know. I know they lied. You know how they be lying, though. You know how they lie. They are your sons. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> okay, yeah, some of y'all are it on the way home. Are you still here? Yes, yes. I envision this going a little different tonight. <laughs> here it is, verse 13. Joseph brings his sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and he brings them to Jacob, and he says, Pops, you're still alive? You must bless my sons. He said, they never met you before. As far as they were concerned, they didn't have no grand, they didn't know nothing about you. He said, but since you're still alive, you must bless my sons. His sons are Ephraim, say Ephraim, and Manasseh. I mean, like, bishop, what does that mean? I don't really mean to me, I don't speak Hebrew. Let's read verse 13 through 20, and and then we're done. You ready? And Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand, toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh with his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near him. Then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands knowingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. He goes on and he blesses uh, Joseph. Verse 17, now when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. Now, in Hebrew, the right hand is the hand of blessing. So wherever the right hand is, that is where the blessing is. Once it's decreed, you can't go back and be like, oops. I did it, you can't do that. This is, once it's released, it's released, watch this. It displeased him. So Joseph is sitting there like, what are you doing? He moves his head like, no, put this hand over here. But this here. So listen, literally, th- this is this is what happened. This is what happened. Uh, let me have another water bottle or something real quick, so I can just show you. Can I show you all this? Yeah. Thank you for the four people that said yes. Amen. Just give me a water bottle or something. Just give me that. Let me have that sanitizer there. That's something. Amen. All right, watch this. Gracias. That's <laughs> Southern Spanish. Gracias. No, I'm not doing all that. I'm from the south. Grantsy is all right. that's this? So here, here's 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 what Jacob's doing. He's crossing his hands. Joseph's like, no, that's not how you're supposed to do it. But Jacob says, no, I'm reversing it. Now, t- 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 look at your neighbor. And say, this is very important for you. Say so this is very very, very, very important for you. Verse 18. Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, put put for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know my son, I know. He shall also become a people, and, and he shall be great. But truly his younger brothers will be greater than. He and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day saying, By you Israel will bless, saying, May God uh, uh, make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And thus he said Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am dying. God will be with you and bring me back to the land of your fathers. Moreover, I give you a portion above your brothers from which I took from the hand of the Amorite with my sword and my bow. Say, Bishop. Bishop. Why'd he cross his hands? Why did he cross his hands? Because he was announcing that what was (laughs) pre-planned Ephraim's name means
0: double
1: fruitful Manasseh's name means the Lord has made me forget Ephraim's name means double fruitful Manasseh's name means the Lord has made me forget. Ephraim's name is double fruitful. And Manasseh's name means the Lord has made me forget. Verse 17, Joseph saw his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, which is double fruit. And he said, why are you putting your hand to bless Ephraim? Why are you doing that? It's displeasing to me because it should be reversed. You're not getting it. I need you to get this. Just say, "Stay stay with Bishop. He crosses it. And he puts his right hand on the head of who? on top of the double fruitfulness. And he says, there's no need for me to bless Manasseh. Why? Because you've already been through that. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me. I don't need you stuck in yesterday and stuck in yesteryear. It's time for you to be fruitful. It's time for you to increase. It's time for you to rise up. I don't want to keep going back to yesteryear. So what is God doing? He's crossing it up.